Hello and welcome to episode number 15 of For Fit's Sake, the podcast brought to you by FS Gyms. This week, myself and Rudds have the most recent winners of the Transformation Contest. Uh, Isaac, how are you doing? Very well, thank you very much. Courtney? Hi. And Eve? Hi. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Obviously, you're all very nervous, except Isaac, you spend a lot of time in front of a microphone. <laughs> yeah, well, not speaking, singing normally. But Well, you were on the Carl Henry podcast recently as well. How, how was that? Yeah, it was good. Um, got some nice little uh, information out of it and just, you know... Getting ready for this one. Fair, yeah, yeah, the more off, the more off, the more off. So, guys, I'll hand you over to Rudds. He's going to talk through the three main things that I want to get from the podcast just to share basically your experiences throughout the Transformation Challenge. Hopefully, people that are listening are going to be in a similar boat, maybe thinking about going through a body composition transformation as such. And, you know, the, your advice is they can listen to me and Rudds talking all you want, but the real life experience is the stuff that really hits home with a lot of people. So, over to you, Rudds. Uh, the first point we'd like to cover is your motivations for change because I think that's very important in any, tra- any sort of change. Um, the second one is your key learnings in the process. And then finally, any advice you'd give to people going forward who are looking to improve their body composition. So Isaac, what was your main motivation for doing the contest or wanting to under? Uh, my main motivation was I wasn't, I wasn't happy uh, in my own skin almost. Um, I, I just... Like I wanted to be able to feel good walking around, and I just I just wasn't before it. I like I was we're, like wearing clothes that were too big, kind of high, the like the little curves and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like even almost afraid to like take off my top in front of my mates and all that kind of stuff. And that's just not a nice way. Like I'm only 22, so I just shouldn't be worried about that kind of stuff whatsoever. Um, so yeah, that was probably my main. My main motivation to to make the change. And you wrote a song about taking your top off recently as well, yes, so we want to hear that at the end. And, yeah. and uh, Courtney. Yeah, it was kind of two things for me, really. Um, the first was that I always sort of loved exercising since, I suppose, since I joined the gym. Um, so exercise has never been a problem for me. But I just felt that my my body didn't really represent the amount of time I was putting into the gym. Um, so I just wanted to kind of, um, you know, I wanted to match my diet to the dedication I had for exercising. And yeah. then the other thing was uh, I'm getting married in a month. So um, I think like any bride, you just want to look your best. Lucky on the day. guy, whoever that is. Lucky <laughs> guy. Um, just want to look my best on the day. And uh, so it was kind of the perfect time really to do the contest. Disclaimer, obviously I'm marrying Courtney in four weeks time. So just in case anyone's wondering. And Eve. God help her. <laughs> I suppose uh, I was just after having a baby. Well, not just after having a baby. Kind of when I suppose the email came in about the transformation challenge. It was before Christmas and Tom was only, um, he was four months old. And um, I, I suppose I didn't feel great. You know, um, I just felt I was kind of in between. Yeah. I kind of was still kind of wearing my maternity jeans, but yet I, I was kind of determined to kind of get back to my old size. But being a new mum, it's an extremely busy time. I just couldn't really kind of get myself together to start kind of losing the weight. So, um, yeah, the motivation was I just wanted to fit back into my pre-pregnancy clothes. So. But the, that's something that even happens to, like, guys, not obviously with pre-pregnancy clothes, but, like, it's something that um, just over a period of time when you fall out of shape, people want to get back in shape. So I suppose for yeah. people who, for ladies who've had a baby, that's obviously really... Yeah. But it was probably quite difficult because you, you train... Like, I was I was basically personally training you for three Absolutely. years. We, we trained yeah. a lot. Um, and I was, you know, I was in pretty good shape before, um, before the pregnancy. So... Um, very good shape well <laughs> you know I've, I kind of enjoyed training I enjoyed eating well I enjoyed being healthy and then you know after having the baby like life is completely different your time is not your own like it's impossible to get sessions in you know you're in the house all day it's easy to snack and graze you know it's a very sociable time you're constantly meeting people um yeah, so I, I kind of just needed something to, you know, like a little challenge yeah. just to kind of reset myself to try and kind of get back into my my clothes, really, and then just feel a little bit more confident and feel a bit more like myself again. So that, that was the main motivation. Brilliant, yeah. And just in terms of like, you can see there's kind of different different reasons for starting it, but if you look across all three, they're three pretty powerful reasons to get involved it's not something like oh, i might just do this or that's interesting like if you look at all three reasons they are quite powerful reasons um for doing it so i think you know just if you look at the similarities for people out there i think finding a why finding something that's powerful enough to drive you to 
start building some momentum and make better choices is really important when you undertake anything like this um, and sometimes like we have an exercise in the program where we sit down and ask you five times why you're doing this to try and get to your real motivation of doing it and um, that would be one recommendation I'd give to people who are out there who are looking to undertake this or undertake any challenge so say for instance Rory with his marathon having a reason oh I'm going to do a marathon just because it's cool or just whatever if you can have something where it's like more powerful than that or dig down spend an hour spend 20 minutes really thinking about what is your why why do you want to do it it's going to have a big impact on how much you get out of it and how much you put into it and they're the things i'd imagine like need for yourself would kind of work back through the room the challenges that you probably had throughout it, exactly that social time like you know probably some of your friends might have babies well. like yeah. it did that why was it in your mind kind of throughout the 12 weeks because it it's obviously it's not a very long period of time but there's surely times that are difficult throughout it and like is having that why in the back of your mind i know where i've been i want to get back there is that what really drove you on or did you constantly have that in the back of your mind um yeah well for me i was i was really really hit the ground running um in in january at the beginning of the challenge so say for the first four weeks i was really disciplined really on top of things um and then I just went to the wardrobe one Sunday morning and I tried on a pair of my pre-pregnancy jeans which I could not get above my knees basically um a few months before Christmas and then that was just it was like I won the lotto it was just fantastic and I felt you know I felt better in myself I felt you know I, I was able to, to kind of dress in my pre-pregnancy clothes I felt more confident I felt happier and then after that I, I like I wasn't really focused on winning the challenge as such for me like the challenge was over I was back into my pre-pregnancy clothes and um I suppose then I was a little bit shocked then there was one of, one of the winners so, yeah. yeah 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 so on, on that uh, the two ladies obviously this was a, a difficult for us all as coaches the way the way the transformation works is everybody sends in a pre-picture and uh, sends in a post picture there's basically all the coaches get a folder that runs shares with them we pick one female one male and the two ladies were tied on two ladies were tied on five votes each um so out of the 14 coaches so it was very difficult to to do it and then isaac obviously winning the male one but um that's just how if people are wondering why the two ladies were speaking together yeah. uh, and then for you courtney throughout the process was there any like big difficult moments that you're like you're wired was there something that kept you going was there times that you really wanted to sort of all oh, throw in the towel here or like what, what what were the difficult moments and what pushed you through well what actually happened was i last year i did a bod pod out in uh ucd and my body fat percentage was really high and it was in a category that I didn't like at all. And my main motivation was just to get out of that category. Um, so that was kind of, kind of, I suppose it was a big thing for me to, to do. Like that was kind of my motivation, I suppose. But I, I want this to be kind of a long-term thing. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just, yeah, I was kind of constantly motivated by lots of different things, but not not something that was necessarily short term as well. Yeah. But even though it sounds like the bod pod is in the back of your mind, kind of like that sounds like a really big thing. You were unhappy with that. Mm. You really wanted that to, to be a big benchmark. So that was probably sitting in the back of your mind somewhere as you're going through the process. Yeah, I actually had the piece of paper on my fridge um, with the number and that was something that was just, yeah, I was kind of constantly looking at it and uh and it was definitely kind of a motivation for me um, just to kind of reduce the body fat percentage. And then in terms of kind of how I looked, um, I always kind of say like I'm a pear shape, but I'm sort of like a very specific species of pear in that I'm very <laughs> narrow on top. But I've always had like hips and thighs. And exact I think, same as Rudd's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two pairs. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a very yeah particular species of pear. And Isaac, any of those kind of tricky moments for you that what helped you push through? Um, I I don't know if you remember this, Rolls, but uh, like about five or six weeks into it, I rang you. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, because I, I was pretty much perfect for the first five weeks. Like I hadn't eaten anything bad. I had all my meals done perfectly. Was training really well, and then I had a complete blow up. I think I ate like like two packs of Haribo and like an Easter egg or something <laughs> in about six minutes. Uh, and I ran, I ran Rhodes. I was like, oh, Rhodes, like, I've, this is this is terrible. Like, I'm, I'm going to give up whatever. And he was just like, wake up tomorrow um, and just start again. And uh, yeah, that was one of the kind of big, there was a few like uh, hurdles and stuff like that. One. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, stop, yeah. Oh, Everyone that locked was in. That a major yeah. setback. Yeah, and like all, my, like, I'm, like all my mates are still in college, so they're drinking twice a week. And like one of my big things was like, I was not drinking for the day 
for the 12 weeks and I actually had uh, Davey McCann the noodle uh, <laughs> he wasn't drinking with me um, although he might have broken it a few times but um, it was good to have like myself and Dave joined at the hip so it was good to have uh, someone like him kind of trying something uh, tied in with you yeah, yeah. he was getting bigger I was getting smaller we were trying to meet in the middle yeah um, yeah just going back to challenges there, um, I was actually convinced by yourself, Ori, to go on a ski trip um, oh, yeah, yeah. during the the 12 week challenge. And like I was convinced I wasn't going to go because like ski trips are at our age, they're kind of apres ski, like lots of drinking, you know, unhealthy food on the slopes. And it's just impossible to um, to try and be healthy. But you kind of convinced me. You ca- I came around to the idea and uh, it was like. It was actually probably one of the best ski trips I had because I suppose I focused a bit more maybe on the actual skiing and like working on that and getting better at that. And I just did a few small things like um, like I brought like a Nutribullet over at me and tried to make juices in the morning. You took up my whole bag with Nutribullet, you mean? Yeah, like that was a small one. And then um, like I, I kind of took it on myself to uh, like be the committee, social committee organizer and book yeah. the restaurants so that we, you know, would be eating in sort of steakhouses or somewhere where you could get vegetables basically. Yeah. And um, that like that seemed like an impossible thing to do at the start. But then when you actually sat down and planned, OK, actually, could I go and could I be healthy on this trip? And it was actually, I was delighted. Like I, I made the effort and went. But that was such a big thing because you, there was a few <clears> other girls who were doing the, tran- like that you'd spoken to done the previous transformation challenge. Mm. And you were like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And I was like, what's the point in doing the 12 week challenge if you can't do what you're going to do long term and live like a sustainable, healthy lifestyle? There's mm. What's the point in go- saying, I can't go on a ski trip? Because that's the same as saying, well, I'm not going to try to stay in shape because of a summer holiday coming up or I have this or I have that. Yeah. And like what you, Rudds, coming back to what Rudds is all the time, is like better choices, the basics, like you brought the Nutribullet. So first thing is every morning you had a healthy smoothie. Mm. Um, you know, and like the people around you, like I wasn't exactly holding your hand doing it. I was out having pints. I was enjoying yeah, my sure ski trip. Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> Simon Ryan was on ski trips. There's there plenty of guys there who, you know, like the atmosphere, yeah. it wasn't exactly a very healthy atmosphere, but mm. you started every day smoothie. You brought like boiled eggs up on the slopes with you. You had maybe a couple of drinks throughout the trip. Like it's not like you were like a monk there. Oh yeah, I still enjoyed my like mm. Aperol spritz up the mountain <laughs> yeah. like yeah. every day. But uh, yeah. And, and did you think that that'll stand to you long term as in, you know, now that you can go on something like a trip that's basically a drinking trip for a couple of days, you eat healthy, make good choices and, and still. It. Yeah, I actually like a lot of people when they do um, a challenge, like they tell everyone, you know, because they kind of want mm. everyone to support them. Like outside of kind of my gym circle of friends, I didn't really tell anyone. And I think the reason I didn't was because I didn't want them to give me like this special attention for 12 weeks and yeah. like, you know, organize like these healthy events that they weren't going to do forever. So yeah. I was like, no, it's actually my challenge to go out, go to a hen party, go to a wedding. And I don't want everyone to, you know, act differently for me because that's not going to ha- that can't, you can't sustain that, you know, in a kind of social group of friends, I think. So. Yeah. Two yeah. thing, two things I'd love to touch on before we move on is like listening to your guys' stories is one, I know Isaac didn't say it, but I know he said it to me is you said you took a photo of yourself at the start, your first photo and oh, you yeah, put it on your put mirror. It on my mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a full length of mirror in my room and I put my before, uh, picture in like big A3 on my mirror. So I saw it every morning and then I had my, uh, body fat percentage goal beside it. So just a little thing to remind you, me every morning, just kind of stay on the track. You know what I mean? I think that that's brilliant because hearing Courtney say it, it really brought that to my head in terms of something Isaac has said to me. When we write our goals down, we're way more likely to succeed and do them. But from my experience, you have to have that goal somewhere you see it every day. So something I try and coach people on is that idea of, okay, we've written down our goals. Now put it on your phone, put it on your diary, put it on your mirror, put it on your wardrobe, somewhere where you have to walk past it every day, the start of the day, the end of the day. So it just reminds you because sometimes life can get in the way and we can get so busy that we kind of lose momentum and forget about that goal and you go a week without it and then you feel like, ah, I can't do it anymore. I give up. Whereas you see it every day, it definitely helps you. And the second point I'd love to touch on is that idea of, again, something we try and coach people on is that idea of progress, not perfection. So when I spoke to you on the phone, Isaac, um, and you told me about the chocolate and I was like, okay. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah, so good. <laughs> but no, 
no no big deal and we talked about logically we talked through the idea so i was like to you, how much weight you dropped and he told me how much weight you dropped and i was like that's a phenomenal amount of weight and um, so what's happening is now is your body's getting leaner and leaner and leaner and then as a result your body can start to tolerate more carbohydrates so probably you're not eating enough carbohydrates now and then you're craving carbs and then the other thing was you'd gone so well for the first four to six weeks that it was almost like a reaction of maybe uh i i need to blow this a little bit or i've restricted yeah, myself yeah. too much and that's yeah. kind of a counterbalance for that so i think those two things one your body we talked about what was going on in your body and why you're craving these foods mm. and then we talked about your mind as well you've been so diligent with this there's probably a part of you that wants to go there yeah. so that's out of the way with now and then the other thing is we talked logically through the idea of that there's only we'll say for instance in the chocolate we went through how many calories were in it mm. and then we we're like well it's only you know x amount of calories over what you should be getting that's actually not a big deal max you might be put on a pound of body fat yeah that's is nothing if we can just what the thing we say is wipe the slate clean if we can wipe that slate clean mm. and just get back like you say in the next morning and get on with it then we can go from there and everything's going to be, you know, you're going to be back on track with where you were and still making progress. Yeah. I'm actually listening to an audiobook at the moment. Basically, what they talk about is they've done studies on people um, and they did dieters and they gave them an experiment where they gave them a donut and they said, you have to eat this donut. Uh, people who were dieters, women, women who were dieters, and they ate the donut uh, and in under four minutes and then they gave them uh, a, a load of bowls of sweets um and one half of the group were given a piece of paper that basically said you know don't worry about it everyone has a treat now and then no one's perfect something that gets yep. you to not be so strict on yourself and not mm. beat yourself up and basically not feel so guilty mm. and then the other group they gave them nothing okay. and then what happened is the next experiment was they had to eat out of these seven or eight bowls of candy one piece of candy from each and rate them on taste but they were allowed to eat as many as they wanted. They just had to eat one from each. And what they found was the group that had that little note saying, don't beat yourself up. It's okay. No one's perfect. It's just a donut. Whatever it was, that thing to make them not feel guilty, that group ate way less than the other group. Okay. Oh, so yeah. basically when we approach our diet or our training with feelings of guilt, mm. then mm. what happens is it normally leads to this thing. That the experiment has coined the what the hell effect. Yeah. So, okay, I've broken my diet. What the hell? Mm. I'm going all in now. This yeah. is going to be mm. a four-day, a five-day thing. And then yeah. you do that. So, like, I think that's really important for people to understand that w that was a common thread between all of you, that idea of it doesn't have to be perfect. And if it is, yeah, don't exactly. beat yourself up. Learn from it. Move on and do that. So just for the people listening at home, try not to attach guilt to what you're doing. So that idea of good versus bad food and like, oh, this is really bad or this is really good. There's definitely better choices, but don't feel guilty about what you're doing because it'll lead you to more slip-ups than being self-compassionate. Yeah, there's two really good things in that. One is the time Rudd's ate six donuts yep. um, in <laughs> 10 minutes or whatever it was for the... Ironic punishment department. Yeah, yeah, instance. exactly, yeah, which was... Uh, you didn't need any more after that. You obviously gave yourself some compassion and said, it's yeah. okay, this is only a yeah. slip up, which is good. That's, that's true. Uh, but the other thing is like, Neve, I would think like you're talking about sort of like guilt associated things like you, just after having a baby, the beautiful Tom, he used to come and do a few PTs with us sitting in the corner. <laughs> I had him practicing his sit ups. Uh, but basically he, um, like if you making the time to come in and train in the gym or making time to prep your food, whatever, like there might be, a completely unwarranted feeling of guilt that you're taking time away from him. It's like for, oh, for, for new mothers oh, absolutely. listening. Absolutely. New mom guilt about going to the gym. It's yeah. horrific. I, I would think um, it is. The like only that's, time uh, I come in at the minute is before he gets up in the morning. Otherwise, otherwise, um, like I, I find, I find it very, very difficult to leave him. Um, so it's the best time for me is is before he gets up so usually i'm in the gym at 6 15 for a metcon class and then at the weekend then i usually tend to go to the gym like why my husband is there to mind him but 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 other than that it's very very difficult uh, and is it something that you got used to over time like is, is it still I, very I difficult still, i still kind of struggle with it yeah. okay and do you have any strategies with, is it that just like getting, knowing his sleeping routine, like for people who are listening, who are, just, who are expecting or who have kids that are finding it quite tough or that's one of the main reasons that they just feel like they can't, you know, they can't find that time for themselves. Is there, is there, is there a trade-off with that though? Do you go home feeling more refreshed? Um, yeah, absolutely. I have much more energy for him then. Um, 
I think it's very, very important for um, anybody. Like having a baby is very, very intense. You're with them 24-7. You're constantly looking after them, providing for them. And if it's then you don't have that little bit of you time, you know, it does come to a point that you might kind of break down. So I think it's for any new mom, like for me, I love going to the gym, like say for somebody else, they might just even just kind of want to go for a walk, yeah. maybe just go for a swim or whatever your interests are. Like it is very, very important a few times a week just to have that like hour to yourself. Otherwise, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Too much of a good thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so just before we move on from the topic of motivation, um, one thing I'd like to ask you is, uh, now you've finished the challenge and you've had a few weeks to reflect on it, have your motivations changed as a new goal? Um, Isaac? Um, I Yeah, I mean, like I always thought that I'd be happy at like a certain body fat percentage. I thought like I'd be... Like I'm, I'm really happy. Like at the moment, but I like I'm just gunning to get down and down and down. Like you, you just want more. Like uh, it's like it, it's like a, it's not a an end goal thing. Yeah, I just constantly want to get better. Like let's say whatever sixteen weeks ago when I started, if somebody had said, okay, you're gonna be whatever 13 percent body fat, I would have been like, no, I'm not. First of all, <laughs> yeah, and and second of all, like if I could stay like that for the rest of my life, I'd be so happy. But now I'm just like, I want to improve. Um, you just want to feel like you're improving. Yeah, like, like, yeah. It's just, this, it's a strange, like, to put yourself from, let's say, the week one to where, like, we are now. You don't feel like, it's like, you don't feel like as, almost as happy as you think you would. Because you just want to be yeah. doing better. Well, that's for me anyway. It, it's, just, it's, it's, you're proud. You're really proud yeah, of what you don't, yeah, you don't have that exactly. maybe satisfaction so, of, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, that's, yeah. I, I know the exact feeling. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's like you thought at the end you'd be like, "Oh my god, this is it! I'm I'm made now." But yeah. you're so proud of what you've done, but you still want to get better. I think there's something leading into that. This is my experience of <clears> that <throat> feeling. Is at first you don't necessarily believe you because you you touched on it there. You didn't believe you could get to where you are yeah. now. So part of it is you like don't necessarily for me. I don't feel like I can be- believe I can get to that point. But then when you get there, you you actually realize you've got more to give. Yeah, you've yeah. you've learned you've learned all these tools. You've learned all this stuff, but you know that you haven't tapped into everything that That's you've exactly got it. yeah so yeah. now it's like well i got here i know i've got more to give mm. i want to see if i can yeah, you know 100%. give give that and learn and progress for you courtney yeah um it's kind of hard like i kind of see where I, what isaac means about uh you kind of imagine you, you imagine that end of 12 week moment and you know that's ticked off the list now you look like you want to look and like i, I couldn't believe i mean i was saying to a few people in the gym like the power of the pictures like you know, until I I did that final picture and it was turned to me, I honestly didn't think there was going to be any change. Like I just couldn't. You can't see it yourself sometimes. Yeah. Um. So I was really I couldn't believe how much you could change your body in twelve weeks just from like watching your diet. It was I was actually like awe, you know, just completely awestruck. Um. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I I I would like to go much leaner like I think I'm just I'm actually really happy and yeah. that's probably a good thing to yeah, be thing. really satisfied yeah. with how I look now I think so like if in terms of like if you've got a goal going forward like is it maybe a case of trying to maintain where you're at now definitely but yeah n- not put as much conscious effort into it maybe so like a lot of people I'd coach who kind of get to they want to be um we'd have a discussion and they're like oh, you know I'm really happy should I set a new goal should I do this mm. and I'm kind of like well Unless it's something that you really want to do, yeah, I wouldn't push it. Something will come in your head. You might want to run a marathon. You might whatever. Something might come to you where you want to do something after that, but you don't force it and do it because you should do it. I think it could be a case where the people I've coached who've gotten to the point where they want to be at, we just have this discussion. Nothing really comes to mind. And I'm like, well, how about stay where we are? but not put as much effort into it. It becomes something that you just do and that would be progress for us where you're not thinking about it as much. Definitely, yeah. And I had been doing the PN course as well um, kind of from the middle of last year. So I suppose I've just developed habits now in terms of my eating and then the tr- the contest was sort of uh, like multiplied that. So, you know, I just, I have the habits now. Um, I feel like I can maintain 
what I've achieved and yeah it's just about maintaining that now I, I'm not going to kind of try and like get some crazy six-pack or anything like I'm just happy with, yeah. with how I look and it's just it's nice to have that kind of body confidence for the first time it's great yeah there's a trade-off there's a cost so like precision nutrition do an excellent article called the cost of getting lean and it gives you graphs of like what it takes to get down into different brackets so I think unless like there's trade-offs for going down Mm. a certain level you have to give up a lot to get there and I think it's really important that people look at that and weigh up with their whole life with their goals with their values where they want to sit in that graph and then pick that stuff so like a lot I've seen it with a lot of people where they get down and then they feel almost pressure from other people or they feel that they should go down another notch I think it's really important to be honest with yourself and go well I'm actually really happy here I don't need to go down anymore and I enjoy having you know the the flat white on the weekend I enjoy having a few drinks with my friends Mm. I enjoy not having to prep every one of my meals I enjoy a brunch out like all these sorts of things I'm not willing to give these things up to get to that next level because it is not what I really want I think that's important for everyone out there as well because I think in the fitness industry um there's a lot of pressure on people to everyone has to be super lean but not everyone's the same not that doesn't mean as much to everyone so i think it's really important for people to hear what you ladies are saying because like you've done awesome and then it's the case of now well we're happy where we are we want to maintain it and that's that's an awesome goal to have and the other thing with that the cost of getting lean like rhodes is saying like obviously you get to a point where you're obviously very happy with things but like there is things again that are part of that equation that have to have to go for you to get to the point where you are happy and you can start to reintroduce things but like for you guys have probably learned there's just certain things that you can't do like Isaac you talked about giving up giving yeah. up drink yeah um, was that a big thing for you? Uh, well the main reason for that was because the, the day after I'd just go out of control and just eat like pizzas and chocolate and just stuff everything I could into my mouth uh, yeah. <laughs> the day after uh, but I'm kind of Another big thing is just learning now because I'm coming into summer now. I'm going to be away with my friends and at festivals and all that kind of stuff. So just being smart. So instead of having six or seven pints, I'll have like, like, uh, vodka and soda water or something like that or like gin and tonics or something like that. And then I'll make my prep a nice meal the day after. So I'm not getting a Domino's or I'm not getting like, I'm not eating loads of sweets. So just kind of like, Damage control basically is what it is instead yeah. of just going all out. And, um, and you've probably kind of, have you like started drinking since? Yeah. Have you slowly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, um, it's actually handy as well because I've lost so much weight. Uh, takes so much less to get me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> which, so, which is the aim yeah. when you're like yeah. 22, like, yeah. 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 I had like three drinks the other night and I was like, oh my God, this yeah. is, yeah, just calm down. Anyway, moving on, moving yeah, on. Yeah. So with that, what would be the big learnings that you take from it? Like it can be one, two, three things, the bullet points yeah. that will stick with you to help keep you in the shape that you're in or to help you kick it on further. Neve, Portion control. Okay. After um, the pregnancy, I was kind of snacking a lot. I was breastfeeding as well. So I had a massive appetite so um when that was all taken away I felt that I was still eating an awful lot so for the first say two weeks I kind of weighed my food and um just actually realized how many calories are in certain foods um as it would these be like typically good foods that you think yeah like like dark chocolate like nut butter Rudd's favorites yeah never doesn't have a bar dark chocolate in his pocket Yeah. yeah Even like oats, I didn't realize the portion of like mm. the size Pull of the porridge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so once I'd done that and kind of realized that, um, I suppose um, you can fill your plate with salad, with green vegetables, um, even fruit as snacks. Like I suppose you, you hear such mixed messages. Um, a lot of people would tell you that, oh, fruit makes you fat, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like the main thing for me is I realized it's calories in versus calories out. Like I, I'm no stranger to eating healthy food, but at the same time, I, I have no control in relation to portions. So that, yeah, that exercise of the, the two weeks yeah. really showed you that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Portion control. And yeah. Courtney, we'll so really many. stand to you. Yeah. Give, give us, give us two, give us two. Okay. Don't take all eyes actually. Vegetables I've nothing left to are- say. Like life, I. <laughs> vegetables are I text. Yeah, made with that. Yeah. Oh vegetables my god! Are life. Do you know what? And not even just um to obviously because they're so healthy. But I remember one day I think I actually texted you when I was at work and I was literally I've never been in such a good mood in my life 
and it was kind of maybe halfway through the challenge and I just had this like crazy energy and I was just so happy and I think I texted you I was like I love vegetables in like capital letters <laughs> unfortunately uh, I remember that yeah yeah and I was kind of getting into a point Laura Carroll who I do a lot of classes with she was doing the challenge as well and she was kind of doing the she'd have like a vegetable juice in the morning and in the evening so I was kind of doing like just cooked vegetables with my meals and I was just still felt like I wasn't getting enough so I started getting into the the vegetable the kind of super shakes and, and everything and I just felt like that was the big thing for me that just you know I was getting fuller easier and I you know I was just yeah I feel like vegetables made me a happier person <laughs> Uh, Isaac big big key uh, takeaways my two main ones would be the progress not perfection You, I know you guys hammer that home but it's it's so true um, don't kick don't kick yourself if you screw up if you eat whatever a chocolate bar or whatever like that yeah. it's not the end of the world it's a you're trying to sustain this kind of lifestyle so just like as everyone said wipe the slate clean and have a go again tomorrow or for the next week or whatever and yeah. big one I think as well which really helped me is just be self-aware as in find foods that you like that are healthy that you like and f- uh, train like training uh, things that you like so like I love strength training yeah. I hate Metcons and cardio and all that so obviously I have to do maybe one or two of them but I most of my strength or most of my training is around strength training just because I love it I really yeah. enjoy it uh, if somebody told me to go in and do four Metcons a week and two strengths I would I'd stop because yeah. I wouldn't like it so yeah, basically, make it fun. Be self-aware. Do, do what you yeah. like. Do yeah, exactly. Like. Courtney, um, hand, hand up. Yeah. Just one more. Um, the, in your talk, Rods, in um, Starbucks in January, you said you were talking about one of the slides and you said, at the end of the day, it's only food. And that was literally one of the, the phrases, because you have so many phrases when it comes to the... You he know, does have a lot of catchphrases. <laughs> and that really stuck stood by me. Um, actually, when I was kind of out for dinner and... Like you'd be looking at like the creamy pasta or the burger and you'd be getting kind of up, not upset, but you'd be like, I should probably not order that. And at the end of the day, I kind of just think, well, actually, it's only food. Like, why would this ruin my night? You know, it's there's so many more horrible things happening in the world. Mm. Like, why am I getting upset because I can't have a cheeseburger or because I shouldn't have a cheeseburger? You know, Mm. I'd I'd love to kind of jump in and just get on a few of those points and give people like the reason why. So like the point you said about it's only food. That for me was trying to get people to get rid of their guilt around food because of what I've seen for coaching people over the last couple of years. Anyone who's really, really guilty about their food really struggles to make the changes that they want to make. Um, but the other thing is the research does show that when you attach a lot of guilt to eating, it drives you more to compulsive behaviors that you can't control. So being really aware, like we talked about, like, let's look at this logically, roughly how many calories are in this? Look at what you've done so far. This is no big deal. Let's move on from this. Um, so that's why it's there. The portion control that Neve talked about, the idea, number one thing when it comes to losing weight or losing body fat is the energy balance. So controlling calories in, calories out. There's so many different ways to do it. Uh, we had Danny Lennon on here before from Sigma Nutrition. That's what his take home point was when it came to fat loss or weight loss or cutting and um, getting someone down to a certain weight and then moving into advanced strategies. That was his one take home point for body fat loss. And you could do it by tracking your calories. You could do it where you track your calories for a little bit and you move on or you use the 80% method or the hands and fists that we talked about, like whatever it is, but something that gets you where you're aware of what's going in and you're able to limit that um, to and do it consistently. Um, And then the other thing that with the vegetables that you talked about, Courtney, (laughs) to give people the reason why. So I experienced that as well. So like when I first did my first transformation, I was kind of coming to the last week or two and you could see that I'd gotten a lot leaner and like a few people were worried about me. They're like, Jesus, like clothes are hanging off you kind of thing. You know, are you okay? And all this type of stuff. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, um, it's all going well or whatever. I think I'm kind of getting where I want to be now. There's only a week left or whatever. They're like, oh, you must be wrecked. Your training must be going terrible. And I'm like, no, I actually feel incredible. Yeah. I've got yeah. so much energy and my stuff in the gym is going really well. Um, and they're like, because people have these preconceived notions, you have to hate what you're doing. You have to totally restrict yourself. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to be like a zombie, but you look good in a photo. Yeah. But the way we try and teach it is um, having loads of nutrient dense foods. And the reason why you had so much energy, why I had so much energy, the reason for that is 
when you're eating those vegetables, those real foods, and getting loads and loads of vegetables in, you're just packing your body full of micronutrients. And the more micronutrients you have, the more vitality, the more health you have, and the more energy you have. So that's something I've experienced where you say vegetables are life. And that's so true. When I'm eating loads of fresh vegetables and fruit, especially vegetables though especially green leafy vegetables and loads of color i feel amazing i have so much more energy and it's not just me there's so many people that we coach that feel that exact way you know yeah and so that that's some of the reasons why in terms of their keep up take on points of the science behind it what's happening in the body and why they're feeling that way then for you guys uh, just obviously it's difficult I'm sure because you're all very humble people with the exception of you Isaac it's obviously difficult but if you could give if you could give advice to somebody who's say say like you guys were before Christmas or start of January who's thinking of whether not necessarily the challenge that we do but just look I'm going to really commit to something for a period of time what's the one bit of advice that you'd give them start with Isaac um, surround yourself with people that will support you and that are into the same thing I think yeah. I mean like I'm like I'm very lucky where I have Joanna my mum yeah. uh, for anyone that doesn't know my mum is a complete machine and uh, she helps me out with stuff gym, yeah. Um, yeah. slash scares me into going to the gym um, <laughs> and then I mean like I'm in I'm in with you lads like five or six times a week so I'm, I'm around the lads uh, Dara Kernsey Rudds yourself you know what I mean so I'm around people that want me to get better and that want to get better themselves and that like you've, you just feed off that you know what I mean um, that's throwing yourself yeah, with positive yeah, people yeah, yeah. brilliant uh, Neve. yeah I think um, it's it's just to start it's very difficult to get the motivation to you know put yourself into a calorie deficit to get up get training to eat properly but like once you do once you start doing it for a few weeks um, all of a sudden it does become easy you feel lighter, you have more energy, your sleep is better, you just you're more in tune with how you feel. Yeah. Um, and then that's what then gives you the motivation to keep going. Yeah. So my advice to anybody, like there's never a good time. Like you could always say, Well, you know, in four weeks' time I'm going on holidays, like that's gonna ruin everything, or you know, the, the, there's never a good time. Everybody's life is super busy. We've all got events on the whole time. So I, I think just start and um, start and just like all of a sudden then with consistency over time, it, it just becomes habit um, and you you feel better for it. That, that for me is the biggest one is that like exactly that thing just starts like everything obviously going through the marathon and like I talked in previous podcasts like my training had gone terribly with injuries. Even when I was doing the marathon for the last like four or five K, when I really wanted to stop, I literally just said to myself, one foot in front of the other. And I was thinking, your mind is thinking a lot of different things when you're absolutely exhausted. But I was thinking of people who who want to start a fitness journey. I'm thinking of people who are like a lot of people that come to us when they're overweight and they're struggling with motivation to get going at the start. This was all going through my head. I was thinking, how does any journey for anyone start? It's by getting off the couch. It's by taking that once, everything starts with a step. So to get from A to B, you have to put one foot in front of the other. So whether it's something like, you're you're unfit you're overweight you've, you don't do any exercise literally going out for a walk anything that starts you in the right direction to get from a to b and it's that snowball effect like you're talking about it'll gradually build you build momentum you'll have moments like isaac with the harry bow and the chocolate oh yeah you wipe the slate clean and then you just keep going forward you might get knocked back one or two steps but you just go forward again and you keep going forward all the time and that's another thing is that people they ask questions. I know when we had Neil on the podcast, Neil talked about his his journey with his weight loss and how he gained a huge amount of weight after he had a couple of difficult scenes in his life. But people kind of said to me after that was like, after listening to the podcast, look at the pictures, I don't understand how a guy could put that much weight on. Hmm. But it's the exact same thing. It's, it's, it's that negative snowball that you don't realize that you're on a slippery slope. Whereas then even if you look at him now you'd be like how the hell did he do that it's the exact opposite he just mm. goes forward instead of going backwards and it's that conscious decision that you made Neve, on going to just start yeah. and and not to sort of take no for an answer if something goes wrong I'm just going to keep going I'm just going to keep going it's not going to be perfect but that, that thought for me is the biggest thing with anyone who's listening to this who wants to get in shape who wants to do anything in life you have to start at some point and there's never a perfect time to start and Courtney yeah I just think like I anyone who's kind of um you know said well done or anything since um I've just said like back to them like it's so doable and Mm. I think I was always you know about my body shape oh I I I could probably never like that's just the way my shape is I can't change it and I don't think 
I think diet is just, I mean, change, making small changes in your diet, like the actually what it can do to your body is, is, is huge. And sometimes it's hard to believe that that can happen. And actually, like I must say, the first contest with the two, Sarah and uh, Brad, Brad's, yeah. that was my motivation. Like I, 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 if they can do that in 12 weeks, so can I. And that was just, you know, it's just, it's just so doable. And I think like I'd say, don't be too worried about it and worried that it's, it's, it's too hard, it's too difficult to like, oh, I'll have to cut out everything. I'll have to cut out drink. You know, again, it's back to all or nothing. You don't have to cut out anything. Yeah. It's just making maybe wiser choices. Don't have the third pint, you know, have dark chocolate, don't have a whispa or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, so it's, lose, it's small losing, changes. Losing the all or nothing and that better choices. Losing the all or nothing. Remember, it's only food at the end of the day. There's bigger issues in the world and, <laughs> you know, it, you can do it. Yeah, you're like Miss America, world peace as well. Yeah, world yeah. peace, guys. <laughs> One thing I'd love to hop on there with what Courtney said, just to finish uh, in terms of like, I see the way you said, uh, I can't do that because of the genetic thing or something that's mm. out of your control. So that's a conversation I've had with a lot of people where they say that to me and or they say something about me trying something. They're kind of like, oh, well, you can't do that because you're that big or you're that heavy. And my thing with that is I just tell them, I go, look, to be honest, I don't even, I don't know the answer to that is what I tell them. I don't know if you're going to be able to achieve this goal or I don't know if I'm going to be able to achieve this goal, but I don't really want to talk about this because it's something that I can't control or you can't control. So what's the point in thinking about it or what's the point of even having a discussion in it? There's so many things that you can control or I can control. So focus on that as opposed to focusing on a reason why you can't do it, but you have zero control of your genetic you know in terms of like your genetics well, that's what you talk about you bring that back to life in general i know like not a great rugby season for you not to yeah. be rubbing salt in the wounds but like i asked you maybe with three or four games to go like what are the permutations what happens you know like i like to know the stats and all that kind of stuff and you were like i haven't looked at it and i was like how have you not looked at the bottom of the table and seeing what you need to do what other teams need to do how they need to slip up whatever needs to happen and you're like well all i can control is my performance and how i lead the team so like you're only focused on you and what you can do instead of all the things that you can't do. But like that's for you, you kind of take that aspect into every area of your life, not just your fitness or your body comp. And that's something for so many people that get caught up in all the accessory garbage that distracts them and that they can get hung. I'm not using say the yeah, genetics one, but like some of the small things like, oh, like I can't do X, I can't do Y. This guy I've, I saw online, this guy said it's impossible to do it mm-hmm. unless you restrict your calories to whatever. Like if you want to get hung up on that stuff, you will. And it'll stop you from doing anything. But if you just control what you can control, what you put in your body, how you train, uh, the quality, like going to bed on time. If you can control four or five key basic things, you'll be in a better place and you won't have all those simple roadblocks. I like it. So for myself, like I would always be quite like a, a warrior by trade. So for myself, that's something I've learned over the years of, right, if you're that way inclined to worry more then you've got to start breaking things down into like what the things you can actually control. So like Roy said, you can spend your whole time thinking about what happens if, what happens if. But what I found with everything, if you can break it down to what are the things I can, what are, sorry, what are the important things that I can control and then focus on them and try and focus all your time and your effort on those things. It gives you a much greater sense of control over your destiny, but it also takes away loads of the anxiety surrounding any number of things of what's going to happen um, so I think that's huge for people as a take home point you're now going to have to try and control all you can control I'm thinking I've got firstly <laughs> some envelopes here with some cash money for everyone in should we let this ride on the quiz does anyone want oh, to throw it throw it on the pot my swimmer's riding on this show Isaac that's for you yours is a bit thicker than the two ladies because the, the half I feel like ladies. this is you know the mean girl scene where they slip the crown yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good I'm so well, well done guys fair play like, super effort um, great ambassadors for the gym great ambassadors for everything that Rudds is doing with the online nutrition coaching but like I would honestly it sounds a bit cheesy but great ambassadors for kind of people who generally want to take on something in their life that's any kind of a challenge I'm very proud of the effort that you've all put in very proud of the effort of everybody's put in over the last transformation block some incredible things have happened not just in terms of uh, people transforming their body people giving up smoking people realizing their tolerance to alcohol people realizing that they're celiac like all these kind of things that are coming because people are being aware of what they're doing so well done to everybody that took part we're, we're myself Rhodes and all the coaches are super proud of you so what we got now Rhodes over to you for the quiz for the fitness forfeit for the guys 
So today's quiz is going to be um, just first of all we'll touch on the forfeit. So we like to have a forfeit to make things interesting. So today is going to be um, a food prep forfeit. Your yeah. mother can't do this, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll be watching your mother's Instagram closely. Uh, the loser of this week's challenge has to make a protein bar for the two winners and the two podcast hosts and executive producer. That's the to, over here to, yet. To, uh, so that's just the. The, the forfeit uh, in terms of the way it's going to work is we're going to have three nutrition slash food based uh, trivia questions each the person who gets the least right will end up making do the bacon <laughs> loser so, bakes just to clarify now um, I thought about testing you guys on what you'd learned over the 12 weeks but I know for the listeners out there, that wouldn't Boring. be very entertaining. That would be a snooze fest. And we'd be here all night trying to get an answer wrong. So what I've done is I've gone to every corner of the globe and I've scavenged um, some obscure food-based trivia. So uh, This I, looks interesting. This, yeah, no, it's very interesting. So to be honest, it's going to be a case of if anyone can get yeah. any right. Hoover keeps score because this could go yeah, anywhere. This yeah. could go anywhere. So we're going to crack on. Uh, we're going to go... Ladies first, start with Neve on the left there. So what nutty legume accounts for one-sixth of the world's vegetable oil production? <laughs> we'll edit the pauses, don't worry. Yeah. Um, walnuts? Ooh, good guess. Walnuts. No, unfortunately, for those of you out there who want to know, it is the peanut. Peanuts? Oh, that's how much yeah. peanut butter you love peanut butter. And, and that's, yeah. that's an interesting fact. The peanut is not actually a nut, it's a legume. It's a legume. So, okay. so there, there's one for the pub quiz for you. Learning. Um, Write that Courtney, one Courtney, what falling fruit supposedly inspired Isaac Newton to write the laws of gravity? <laughs> the apple. Yeah. Yay! That's way too easy. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty easy, yeah. You're, na- you're named after him, Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac Butler. Yeah. No, uh, what, Isaac, what sticky sweetener was traditionally used as an antiseptic ointment for cuts and burns? Sticky sweetener. These are great questions, Rods. Thank uh, you. <laughs> honey? <laughs> Correct. So honey. Ding. Yeah. Ding. Yes. It was used as a... <laughs> Antiseptic. Okay. Oh, Neve's under there. pressure, Shredder. I actually hope you lose Neve because chances are you're going to make a nicer right. snack than the other two. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the vegetable that is also a flower? Oh, she rushed in there. Yeah. No, it is broccoli. Oh, broccoli is also a flower. Okay. So, Courtney, onions owe their distinct smell to what taken in when they were growing? So what do they take in when they're growing? When Don't they're give growing. too many hints now. Rainwater? <laughs> <laughs> Sulfur is the answer. Oh, yeah. right. Wouldn't they got that to us? I knew that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're just out of school. Of course, you're, it's in home ec. You did home ec in Michaels. <laughs> we'll see if uh, you're interrailing covered this one, Isaac. Ooh. The Chinese apple is, all, <laughs> is, all, <laughs> is what type of fruit? So Chinese apple a type yeah. of fruit mandarin all- orange <laughs> <laughs> that's a good guess yeah, yeah. I understand it yeah yeah. it's actually a pomegranate uh, yeah good yeah oh this is a good one yeah. um, what type of food is also known as a monster plum Neve? that's a good one this is good I don't know it's a natural type of food so yeah. it grows in the ground fruit or vegetable guess Spuds, potatoes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Potatoes, spud crazy. munchers. Mike's out in the like, yeah. he has a spud munchers down in Limerick. Yeah. Potato is a monster plum. <laughs> yeah. So, Courtney, what fruit has more protein than any other? Banana? It is an avocado. Is that Ooh. a fruit? Avocado's a fruit, apparently. Grows from the trees. Yeah. He's not <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. He's questioning. Toma- tomato. It's like Brian O'Driscoll's Yeah, yeah the tomato and the fruit, the fruit yeah. So, Isaac. Isaac, last one. Black-eyed peas, not the one with Fergie, are not peas. What are they? Um, blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> the answer for those of you out there, 
beans. Ah, yeah. Oh, so, hang on, let's turn it up. Did Isaac I get any like correct? Okay, so Neve, uh, Neve, you are the loser. You are the loser of the show. So that's that's good because yeah. you're the only one who's yeah. gonna make <laughs> nice tasting. Nutrition and health and trivia are the real winners here yeah, today. Exactly. So. And yeah. editing that the Hoover is gonna have to work on very hard. That's gonna be yeah. We'll do well. Like that's so good. Just before we wrap up, guys, thanks again for coming on. Isaac is gonna sing us out with a little tune instead of having our usual song going on. So we're yeah. looking forward to hearing that. Thanks again, guys, and uh, let's do it. <clears throat> Why do you not think you're beautiful? Well, I think you're crazy as hell You know your smile gets me overwhelmed And I don't think I would do well Without you, baby You know you make me feel 23 Like I can reach for the stars And the crazy impact you made on me but you left scars on my heart And they ain't healing And I know that she knows She has to change her ways And I wonder why For days and days, yeah And I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just A name on your list And I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just a guy that you kissed Take me in your, take me into your arms And hold me like this Cause I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just Someone that you miss Take my hand, make me feel good again Cause lately I've been quite low Caught in the spotlight of judgy friends And I don't know which way to go I'm so confused now And I think that I'm going crazy now First thing I'm hot then I'm cold Just gotta make up my mind somehow Regardless of what I'm told You drive me crazy And I know that she knows She has to change her ways And I wonder why Days and days, yeah But I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just A name on your list And I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just A guy that you kiss Take me in the yard, take me into your arms And hold me like this Cause I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just Someone that you miss Babe, I want things to change I'm scared you'll stay the same And I'm here letting this out Don't you hear me screaming now And I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just A name on your list And I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just A guy that you kissed Take me in the yard, take me into your arms And hold me like this Cause I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just Someone that you miss I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be just Someone that you miss Woo! Yeah! Where can people find that? Uh, nowhere yet, but very soon it'll be on Spotify. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Cheers, Isaac. Thanks, cheers.